now for Ninenga Widiasi of Indonesia. Her impairment is a result of the effects of polio contracted when she was young. Big ambitions in the future in this sport and she's in a really good position right now. And she has the lead at 94. Three out of three. And that'll do her very nicely indeed. Welcome to Flame Bears, the women athletes carrying Tokyo's torch. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, we speak with 28-year-old Indonesian para powerlifter Ninaga Wudiase. Her journey to Tokyo is on wheels, and according to her, thanks to the unwavering support of family and friends. Despite her unique set of challenges, Ninaga is determined to go for the gold while rolling with the punches. I spoke with her with the support of a translator, Rea Kondra, if and when there were any times when she preferred to speak in Indonesian. Hi, my name is Ninunga Widiase. I'm from Indonesia and I'm para powerlifting. Born and raised in Bali, Ninaga set the Paralympic record for the 40 kilogram powerlifting class. She lost mobility in her legs at the age of four. I asked her how her condition has shaped her as an athlete. Yang memaki, yang, yang menyalahkan, seperti itu. So I was born normal, but I got this disease, a polio disease, when I was three years old. At that time, my parents got me into the doctor. I got the injection, but that polio disease had me this immobility in my leg. At that time, at three years old, I didn't understand because I was still a kid. But if I can turn back time, I am actually grateful that I get I got that disease since I was a kid. Because that way, I am already get used to it. I've never know how, how it feels to run or walk at all. If that disease happened when I was already adult, I think I would shock me more and that would stop me from growing. So I was really grateful that that disease happened when I was a kid. But I cannot lie that when I was a kid, I was questioning to my parents why I was different why my friends can run while I cannot, what happened with my leg. And I think that is normal questioning that question as a kid. But I am so grateful that because I, I become athlete, I don't have time to worry about it because as an athlete after school, I was occupied with training. And I'm also grateful that becoming athlete, even though I am disabled, I can make my parents proud even though my condition is different with my other relatives. I've of course heard of polio, but honestly couldn't tell you too much about it. So I sat down with someone who specifically focuses on polio eradication. My name is Carol Pandek and I am the director of Rotary's uh, polio eradication effort. Polio is an intestinal virus that passes person to person usually in areas with poor sanitation and hygiene. 
and it can cause paralysis, usually in children under the age of five. And sometimes that paralysis can be in just the lower limbs or it can be almost the entire body. By the time you're five, you may have been exposed to polio in areas where it circulates, so you may have some natural immunity to it. So it's the children that are, that are under five that have yet to build up any natural immunity to it. Globally, there was a push for universal childhood immunization. Doctors Francis and O'Connor have been close collaborators in the vaccine's development. Children and adults soon can be vaccinated against polio. No news has ever been more gratefully received. So it was polio, I believe five other vaccine childhood vaccine-preventable diseases. So Rotary decided to focus on polio, but also, you know, supported in principle in immunization against those other vaccine-preventable diseases. Over the years, it's the plus has evolved a little bit to mean that while we're doing polio campaigns, which when you do a polio campaign, you go house to house looking for every child under the age of five multiple times per year and to give them the oral polio vaccine, we also try to deliver some other health services like vitamin A or distribute malaria bed nets or something like that, that, that gives some additional health benefits because in areas where polio circulates are, are usually areas that have the most health care needs that are not being met. The region where Indonesia is, it's considered the Southeast Asia region of the World Health Organization, and that uh, area was certified free of the wild polio virus on 27 March of 2014. So they've been polio-free. Indonesia's been polio-free for about seven years now. While more and more countries are eradicating polio, one thing's for sure. According to Nina Ga, she wouldn't be where she is today without the support system of her family. My real support system is my parents and my all of my brother and my coach. They always believe me uh, when even I when I'm not believe it myself. When I fail, they are there to support me. Like competition game is not always win. Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. That is normal. Yeah, kadang kita menang, kadang kita kalah. And they were the one who always emphasized that a game is not always about winning. Sometimes uh, we lose, sometimes we win. And they always told me that a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people blame you if you didn't win. But they are the ones who always be there when I was down, when I was losing game. They always hold my hand and say, it's okay to fail today, but tomorrow you will do better. They are the one who always says uh, to me to keep going, to, to believe in myself and just do my best. Don't listen to other people that look you down. And they also are the one who always told me that if those people cannot accept that you lose, they are your not real support system. So for those, I believe that my families and my coach, my parents and my brothers, uh, they are my real support system. She believes that failure jumpstarts success. And she's no stranger to failure. The weight she carries has been really heavy. 
itu mungkin uh, hal tersedih yang saya rasakan ketika saya as an athlete uh, my saddest moment is whenever i got failed in competition uh, if i cannot get any medal for me that is my biggest failure maybe in some competition i wasn't careful with my technique maybe at that time i wasn't confident enough or not believing enough in myself uh, so it's okay and whenever i fail in competition oh, of course i always feel sad my last loss in game was in the world championship in kazakhstan in 2019 bar continued to move didn't go back down to the referees think it was level no they don't there was before the pandemic i came home without medal at that time i was uh, very down I cried all night, but in the next day, I recovered because I believe that I couldn't fix what I failed yesterday, but I can fix it for the next competition. And I'm so lucky to have my parents and my coach because they always told me to have this principle, which is if you feel today that you cannot get what you want or get what others people expected of you it's okay to cry today but the next day or tomorrow you cannot cry for the same thing and instead instead focus on improving your game despite these challenges her record speaks for itself so how does she prepare for Tokyo in the face of the historic setbacks given this year's pandemic 2020 taught me a lot of things but one thing is about patience i also learned a lot of positive things from this pandemic especially in 2020 in this 2020 the uh, paralympics has to be postponed even though i have trained hard uh, to go to tokyo There is word that this summer's Tokyo Olympics will be postponed due to the viral pandemic. Dick Pound, who is an American member of the International Olympic Committee, said today that the games will likely take place next year. A growing chorus of nations has called for a postponement. Because of this pandemic, I have to go back to Bali and do training from home. But because of this, the positive side is that I I can have more time with my family. I can spend my time with my family for six months in Bali, because previously in normal situation, I only spend around one to two months in Bali, while the remaining time I have to spend in the national game, national camp. I was happy because I can be together in the same place with my family. So there is always positive side out of this pandemic. What we need to do is just to be patient and always remember that we are not alone in going through this situation. Everyone is going through the same situation and hopefully everything can get better. We're certainly all going through COVID-19 though most of us aren't headed to Tokyo to compete in the Paralympics. I asked her what her goals for the Games are. I always got this question. You know, it's hard for me to answer. <laughs> But one thing that I can say, all athletes who will compete in Tokyo all have a goal. Me too. 
I have my own goal, but one thing that I can say, I wanna get a better, and then I will do harder, even before also harder, and I just want to get a better what I was got in Paralympic Rio 2016. That's a tall order considering she won bronze in Rio. So to get ready, I asked her what she'll say to herself right before she competes. The first thing is I can do it. I have trained really hard and I have prepared really, really well. When I compete, I have to do better than my practice. I say to myself to believe in me. I have done my part in training and uh, preparing my best. Let God do the rest. The other thing that I tell to myself is I always give myself positive affirmation such as I can do it and I will do my best because I believe if I tell myself this positive affirmation, my body will un- will understand it. I'm also a huge believer in positive affirmations and also arming people with specific concrete ways we can help. Given that Nina Ga had polio, Ms. Pandak shares some ways that we can help make global polio eradication a reality. So I think uh, one action I would, could, could make a, a donation. You can go to npolio.org backslash donate and make a contribution to Rotary's Polio Plus program. And that will help us provide funding to the World Health Organization and UNICEF to implement polio eradication activities. And those contributions are matched two to one by the Bill and Linda Gates Foundation. So I think that would be wonderful if, if people wanted to make a donation of any size. Again, at npolio.org backslash donate. We often use the voices of um, people who have been um, affected by polio to, one, raise awareness about, about the disease and, and to let the world know that polio still exists in the world. And also, I think these are great stories of inspiration, of how people have overcome disease that is, can cause lifelong paralysis and go on to, to live their dreams. So I think it's both, it brings attention to the fact that poliovirus still circulates in the world and is paralyzing children, but it's also a testament to the human spirit about how challenges can be overcome and people can go on and do amazing things with their lives. As we're in the midst of Tokyo, I wondered if she had any inspiring words for listeners out there. Here's what she had to say. You know, a lot of people out there always trying to fit into other people's life, even there is not them. Kayak saya ngelihat dan di sekeliling saya juga. Like they try to change themselves to be accepted in the community. And I want to say to those people that we don't have to try hard to change ourselves to be accepted. Instead, I think the more important thing is for people to just have good heart, to have a sincere heart. I hope people can reap the positive things that I share today, my spirit, my optimism, uh, and my story. And what I want to tell to, to you is that don't ever 
afraid to dream big and try. If you try but fail, you have to be brave enough to try again and work hard to make your dream come true. Thanks for tuning in to Flame Bears, the women athletes carrying Tokyo's torch. For more behind the scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Flame Bears. Over the course of the games, we'll continue with our regular schedule, producing a full episode every two weeks. We'll additionally be providing on the ground coverage in short form audio content and via social media takeovers from Tokyo. Of course, all coverage will be in full respect of all IOC guidelines. Massive thank you to the Harvard Kennedy School's Women in Public Policy Program and also the Harvard Innovation Lab for your ongoing support. Thank you to my amazing gal group within Stanford's Galvanizer Incubator Program. Last but certainly not least, thank you to Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support and to teammate Hayek Serato for your awesome work via social media. We'll catch you on our next episode.